It's old school meets new school, and we're going out and kick some butt. Yeah, yeah we are. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on this Tuesday morning. we got a rocking day ahead in the news. A whole lot of stuff happening. Let's start in Madison, where tonight... Mr. President and members, the governor of the great state of Wisconsin, the Honorable Tony Evers. Governor Tony Evers scheduled to deliver his State of the State address in the Assembly Chamber at the Wisconsin State Capitol. We've gotten to work fixing the darn roads. I even helped fill some of those potholes by myself, by the way. <laughs> the top highlight yeah. from last year's go-around. Uh, we'll hear a litany of accomplishments and priorities for the coming year. It's not a budget year, E, so might be a little bit lighter on that. Remember, Wisconsin is on a two-year budget cycle, mm-hmm. yep. so it's not like he's going to be presenting another budget. So there'll be prior- priorities that he has. I'm curious if he does bring up uh, the big event taking place in Milwaukee this summer. would be magnanimous. RNC, yeah, if the RNC comes up. So you're going to hear that. Uh, the governor will have that speech tonight. You can stream it live on WTMJ.com or on our uh, on our app, yeah? Yes. Yes, okay. So we'll have that for you. Uh, 7 o'clock is the speech time in New Hampshire today. So if you want a losing candidate who puts America last, vote for Nikki Haley. Okay, so former President Donald Trump expected to cruise to his second straight nomination victory unless... Former ambassador, former Governor Nikki Haley can court enough independence to pull off an upset. And we can't be a country in disarray and have a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos because we won't survive it. Will it still be a two-person race when it gets to Wisconsin? We are late in the primary cycle. April 2nd? I guess it really depends on what? This one and then South Carolina, which is several weeks away. Right. And where she was governor, yet she is trailing to former President Trump. Uh, Democrats focused on our state. Meanwhile, Vice President Kamala Harris in Waukesha County Monday. Oh, it's good to be back in Wisconsin. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. She focused, as the president did yesterday, on access to elective abortions as the Wisconsin state legislature was holding a hearing on a bill that would largely outlaw the procedure beyond 14 weeks. Measure Governor Tony Evers has already pledged to veto. And then later this week, we got President Biden coming back to Wisconsin. He is headed to Superior, where it's simply lovely this time of year. Right? <laughs> so why why Superior? Not exactly the largest media market in the state. Because Superior is getting a bridge. U.S. Department of Transportation announced Monday more than $1 billion in federal funding to replace the big old bridge that, that connects Duluth, Minnesota with Superior, Wisconsin. Now, where are the ice caves? Are they up there someplace? Apostle Island. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Debbie. Ish, but you'd have to kind of go over. The snowshoe you have over. to go to your right. Go <laughs> to Superior, turn are, right. I don't know if those are open at the moment. but Yes, so President Biden will be back in the state on Thursday. 6.15, Brandon Snyder is sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. For the second time in three nights, the Milwaukee Bucks taking care of business in the Motor City as they knock off the Detroit Pistons on Monday for their 30th win of the season. This one by a final score of 122 to 113. Giannis back to Middleton. Middleton to try to move to third all time in the Bucks record book. He will do just that. Chris Middleton passing the big dog on the three-pointer to put Milwaukee ahead by their largest lead of 11 in the midst of a 15-2 run. And move over, big dog. Cash Money is your third all-time leading scorer for the Bucks. 
That's behind one Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and one Giannis Antetokounmpo. The call here on WTMJ as Middleton making history on Monday against the team that once traded him to Milwaukee as he moves into third place, as you heard Dave Kane on the call right there say that, with over now 12,000 points. It's just a testament of just... You know what a, a pro is about. Again, it's just a testament of just all the hard work. It takes a lot to come, you know, where Chris, where he started, and where he is now. You know, it, it it takes a lot of hard work, fortitude. You know, he's a champion, obviously NBA champion. But more than anything else, you know, just I just love the influence that he has on on our team, especially with the young guys. Middleton would finish tonight with 26 points. Giannis finishing with a triple double of 31 points, 17 boards. And 10 assists as the Bucks winning for the fifth time in six games. They'll return home tomorrow night to host Cleveland. Over to the NFL, where the offseason is officially underway in Green Bay. It wasn't the ending the Packers were hoping for, but nonetheless, head coach Matt LaFleur quite impressed on the turnaround the NFL's youngest roster had throughout the course of an up and down season. I think we were committed to our process throughout the entire season and it's easy to get hung up on the end results but it really comes back down to how you do things on a daily basis how you're finding different ways to get better and just sticking together like fighting through some some tough times i think there's there's been a lot of growth a lot of learning lessons all in all there was there was a, there's a lot of good that came out of this. The floor also mentioning on monday no decisions have been made with any of his assistant coaches including Defensive coordinator Joe Barry. I haven't even thought about that at this at this stage. Yes, you uh, have. Kind of going through everything right now. I want to certainly sit down with every assistant. Before <laughs> well, any at least you better have. <laughs> right. I, I appreciate that he wants to go through a process. Totally grant mm-hmm. him that. I'm not going to come in here day after a tough loss and start firing people. Or like he has a process as he should. But what do you mean you haven't thought about it? So it is being reported, Matt Schneidman <laughs> of the Athletic, that he Joe Barry is still under contract for another year. Oh, so that could change right. how the Packers approach this offseason. Signing unlimited WTMG News Time six twenty. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Six twenty three. You know, inside and out. Plenty to do around Southeast Wisconsin. As with the Packers now out of the playoffs, you sort of focus now on bridging that gap between winter and spring. Right? <laughs> How do you shorten that gap as much as possible? Yes, Callie Herbst, founder of Milwaukee with Kids, is on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Callie, Packers, big thing in your house? Oh, my God, are you kidding? My daughter's birthday always falls around these playoff times, and my husband (laughs) cannot figure out which one to care about. (laughs) Is tonight the Chuck E. Cheese, or could we we have have a playoff game? Can't have the birthday party tonight. Well, so you you can totally feel that, right? We get now the Packers season abruptly ends, and it's like, oh, what are we going to do the rest of the year? So if you want to stick with sports, the Brewers have already announced their promotional days for the coming season. Yes, and I'm really impressed with these giveaways. I'm like normally not a giveaway person, but they've got this really cool Giannis Brewers basketball jersey. They've got a Brewers belt bag, like a fanny pack. You know, those are cool. And also um, a soccer jersey, a puffy vest. Like when I was on the website this morning, I'm like, these look really nice. And um, you should check it out on their website. So they just announced all of these giveaways. You know, it's funny. We've talked before, like when we were kids, the giveaways were like stuff you didn't really want. Like it wasn't nice stuff. Like it was a like, pad of papers. Right. Yeah, right. But you're absolutely right. Like some of the stuff like you would wear around. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I might go just for that fanny pack. I, I just love those belt bags. And 
The Giannis jersey was really popular last year, so obviously they brought it back again this year. So outdoors, we got new stuff happening now that winter's sort of taken its hold. This week's forecast, notwithstanding. So, I, I've always wondered: is that is that dinky rink at the public market, that little ice rink they put up? Is that worth it? It's worth it because they have have built it up where it's comfortable for you to go there. They've got mm-hmm. a seating area right there with like a little farm shed area. They have outdoor heaters, so you're not going to be sitting there freezing. Obviously, it's accessible to the market, so you can just go get a snack. I think it's like a funny thing, right? I mean, it's a 1,000 square foot dinky rink, but um, it, it's definitely fun for like a lip for some friends to get together and just enjoy the market in a new way. So in Lake Geneva, we always talk about the ice castles. I think they've sort of rebranded that now, right? It's called Winter Realms. Yes. So it's interesting. It's the same idea, but I think they've done away with these giant, massive ice castles and they're replacing it with things like sleigh rides. There's an Arctic village of igloos and ice sculptures. And there's some ice slides that look really cool that are illuminated that the kids will think are awesome. Um, But I think they might be trying to make this a little more manageable through any kind of of winter climate. Um, You know, they had some issues with ice castles. I mean, this is all speculation, but it looks more doable for, you know, any kind of winter that we might have. Well, that was it because, like, take this week, for example, you know, we had the really cold weather where they could build up the ice castles, and then you have a week like this where it hits 40 on Friday. Right, it's rain, and then it would get ruined. So if they have something that's a little more sustainable, I'm on board. A real quick Milwaukee Public Museum, they've got Canstruction is back. Okay, this is much more impressive than it might sound. They're basically, there's a new, it's a new exhibit. It's going to be here January 27th through February 4th in their special exhibit section. And basically they're building massive structures out of non-perishable food items, canned foods. Each structure has at least 1,000 cans. And you'd be surprised what they can build. Um, you know, butterflies, houses, trees. It's amazing. And then these all get donated to, you know, those in need and so it's kind of a cool like art meets community service initiative and then you're in the public museum which is a great place anyway <laughs> here we and go it's museum days yep thanks Callie. great to talk to you again okay bye-bye a banner night for the bucks and a couple of individuals in particular brandon snyder has sports at 6:45. it's back the return of iconic show you want to guess it's old school meets new school, and we're going out and kick some butt. Yeah, yeah we are. America's Most Wanted Our is back. Year. I didn't know it was not around. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it was gone. It originally debuted back in 1996. So, of course, John Walsh, the uh, father of Adam Walsh, who's abducted and killed back in the early 80s. So this time they're back. It's Walsh and his son, Callahan, taking care of things. And Walsh told TMZ that the FBI asked them to bring the show back. The criminals have gotten smarter, and the level of crime has gotten worse. The director of the FBI said, we're, we're hoping you're going to come out of retirement, you're going to come back because we've become a lawless society in many parts of America. We're setting records for all kinds of violent crimes. So they're going to combine old school with new school, some social media stuff and whatnot. America needs John Walsh. Yes. So, and Callahan Walsh. <laughs> Callahan. I called him Chameleon earlier. I couldn't remember his name. I thought his name was Carson. <laughs> right, yeah. Callahan. I knew it was a C-something. So they've captured nearly 1,200 criminals, including 17 on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. So hopefully they can do some good here as well. You tell me where that dirt bag is and I'll go catch him.
Good morning to get the uh, video stream going, if you're able, because we're going to share a quick video that I recorded in the Marquette Interchange of a guy on some sort of motorized bike that was, at best, topping out at 40 miles an hour. On the interstate. On the interstate. On the interstate. Greg Hill, producer of the program, is running the video in the stream this morning. So text the word WATCH to 855-616-1620 to see it, or just click on the Watch Now button on our app or on our website. I threw it all on all of my social media as well, if you prefer to get it that way. So I'm... Okay, Deb, I'm This is east- a face palm moment for me right now. <laughs> right. I'm eastbound, like you pick it up on 794 there, the spur between the Hone Bridge and the Market Interchange. Mm-hmm. So I'm headed east and I want to go southbound. So that's On the to far- 4394? Correct. Okay, so, so you're going over the high rise bridge right now. Right hand okay. ramp, and then I'm about to go over onto the high rise bridge. Okay. Right. And in front of me is this dude on <laughs> It, it looks like an e-bike, doesn't it? I don't think it is because it's bing, 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 he's going about forty miles an hour. It sure doesn't look, look like, like a motorcycle. In but, the left or, lane, what? <laughs> what the heck, dude? So outside of the fact that it's super cold, <laughs> and the fact that his back tire is flat, yeah, and he's borderline that. riding on rims. It's also on a vehicle that does not appear legal for the interstate. Debt. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going as fast as I can. Right. Hey, not, wow. Not everyone has the luxury of a four wheel automobile like you guys. <laughs> well, then, you know what? You got to stay off the interstate. Okay. Just saying that. <laughs> okay. And not only that, but one of the biggest interchanges in Wisconsin, elevated. Nasty weather, the whole shebang, man. The only thing missing is that, you know, like serious ice sheets right there. Yeah. Emotions Oof. for me ran the gamut. Right. I did. Eric, honestly, had a, have a moment of pause. I'm looking at I'm like, what's with this guy? Most, mostly, I just recorded it because it was funny. <laughs> right. Yes, okay? of course. And funny Trump's wrong. Yep. 98% <laughs> of the time. Okay. But like there was a moment of gratitude of like, here's this guy. He's got somewhere he's got to be. And this is the mode of transportation he has. And. I'm grateful for my 12-year-old Honda. That you know, I'm, that there, are a lot, there are a lot of other city streets that you can take without well, going on the freaking there, there was that. Did you follow him all the way home? No, it you looked like, he, it are looked you like okay, he got dude? off on National. So, I mean, it, maybe just a quick hitter, you know, up on over here downtown, take that to National. Yes, plenty of other ways to get there. But and then part of me is like, I give the guy a lot of cred. <laughs> He's got guts. Illegal as it may, as it may have been. Completely and utterly illegal, by the way. So, Well, look, you can drive on our freeways at 98 miles an hour with no plates. So I guess yeah, <laughs> that's the, the other thing. if this, this guy, guy no gets plates. popped, I, I would have sympathy for him. Oh, my gosh. Well, the video's the left up there. Lane. If you text, if you missed it, you can text the word bike. We've got the video posted on our website as well. Text bike to 855-616-1620 and I'll send you the link. Mopeds are restricted to public roads with a speed limit of 35 miles per hour or less. Mm, Just saying. There it is. Brandon Snide's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks secured win number 30 last night in Detroit as Giannis dropped a triple-double. Middleton scored 26 as they go on for the 122 113 win. It's the Bucks' fifth win in their last six games. Up next, the Hill matchup with Cleveland on Wednesday night. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur meeting with the media on Monday for his end-of-season press conference. LaFleur mentioning no decision has been made on any of his assistant coaches, including defensive coordinator Joe Barry. And lastly, over to College Hoops, where the 13th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers are back in action tonight in Minnesota to take on the Gophers. That tip-off is set for 6 o'clock. It's time for Extra Points. 
a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The offseason slate officially beginning for head coach Matt LaFleur on Monday. This after falling to the hands of the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round. Yesterday I discussed and I made the case on how the Packers fans should feel after overperforming in the second half of the season. And with those feelings should come a bit of higher expectations for 2024 and beyond. One way, in my opinion, to feel confident heading into next season doesn't have much to do with the offense as much as it does with the defense. All season since week one, the Packers in 2023 have consistently ranked in the lower tier of almost all defensive categories this season. Some, if not all, are not relatively shocked by this, but to me, the talent on that side of the ball is far too good for those types of numbers. Over the last month or so of the season, I will give credit where credit is due. The defense did play much better overall. They made plays, they shut down opposing offenses, and they created much-needed turnovers. My question, and one question most cheeseheads should be asking today, is where has this been over the past 20 four months and not just the last one. Too much investment has been made on that side of the ball, including eight first-rounders since 2016, to constantly be the one unit on this team that never carries its weight. LaFleur needs to make a change this season, and his first order of business should be to bring in a new defensive coordinator to help the youngest roster in the NFL. Barry, in my opinion, has been fine. Not great, not always good, not the worst, I suppose, but somewhere right in the middle there. At the end of all this, it's LaFleur's time to raise the bar and create a sense of urgency on that side of the ball, something this team has been lacking for quite some time. Bring in someone new, someone hungry, who has new ideas and is ready to grow, develop, and lead that defense. After all, this team is closer than many realized. 654 on Wisconsin's Morning News, friend of the program, two-time sports writer of the year, Lori Nickel on the line with us this morning. Lori, did you happen to see the video we were just talking about? This dude on, like, moped sort of... Well, it was less than a motorcycle, I'll tell you that. I don't know if that's a moped. Riding around on the freeway yesterday? Yeah, I did. I don't know what... I don't know. I, we are, we hate to say, like, Darwin, you know, but I, I a poor child. I don't know what's happening. Okay, so we were, yeah, talk, I, we were talking earlier yeah. about now we have to bridge this gap and and there's plenty of sports going. You know, you got college basketball, you got the Bucks, and all that stuff. But like, there's this gap. Like when the seat, the football season for the Packers comes to this abrupt end, you will feel this weekend. Like now, what are we supposed to do? Really, there's so much going on. No, oh my gosh, no, no, there's no. really no. You're going through the withdrawal. I feel season? like I can't make it to March now. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, that's like a diagnosis, my friend. That's like seasonal affective disorder. No, I remember like when I would be done with Packers season at this point, I'd, you know, I would be so desperate. I'd be watching like NASCAR or something or in February or I don't, I would clean all the cupboards. No, you gotta, there's other stuff for you to watch. There's, there's other, you know, there's other, I mean, the Bucks are really good right now. They're really interesting in that way. So I'm always curious about how a professional handles this. It's different when you're an amateur or like a, a kid and your season, quote unquote, comes to an end and you're like, oh, you, you use that maybe to, to work harder for the next time. Uh, for a professional football yeah. player who ends their season now abruptly, how do they create motivation to make sure they learn from it a year later? Well, I have two examples on that. One is Kenny Clark. Um, who plays for the Packers, well-known, established veteran. His rookie year, um, the team was really successful, but he was a first-round draft pick, and he was heavily criticized for 
not being good enough, not being available, um, not being healthy. And when the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game at Atlanta after his rookie year, he texted his personal coach, his personal trainer, and he texted this. He said, this will never happen to me again. And he was so motivated after that. And he leaned on veteran help from the Packers to really get after it all, all off-season, which these off-seasons are even shorter and shorter. But that's where you get better. That's, first of all, where you build up all your muscle and your strength to endure the whole season and then to get technically better and sound. But the thing that I really think of, Eric, um, in 2006, the Packers had a terrible season. They were 8-8. Eight and eight. Mike Sherman got fired. It was a rehaul of the coaching staff. So in 2007, how did the Packers come back to go all the way to the NFC championship game after being 13-3? and three? And there were several groups in that team that remind me of this group right now with the Packers. That wide receiver group back then was Donald Driver and Greg Jennings and James Jones, super close. They started this culture, a subculture within their own group of getting together for workouts, for communicating in the off-season. They didn't have group chats back then, but they had phone call messages and things like that where they talked about, hey, what are you doing? What are you working on? Who are you working out with? Same thing. Back then, the defensive back group reminds me of the current defensive back group now. There was Charles Woodson. There was Tremont Williams. Guys would meet up in California for workouts or in Florida or would ask, who are you training with? It wasn't an off-season where it was just about vacations and family time, which it should be. But it was also about what are we doing now to build. And the same with the running back group. Back then it was Ryan Grant and Brandon Jackson. A lot of these people were there to help build all the way to the 2010 season, which, also, which as you know, culminated – in the Super Bowl in 2011, you know, in the, in the winter of 2011. So what's happening now is that Matt LaFleur put everybody on notice less than 36 hours after losing. He said, you know, expectations are going to be totally different. And if the Packers now are going to live up to the expectations that they established, it's going to be with this off-season work and camaraderie and challenging each other and really pushing each other with, with the subgroups within the big group. Yeah, I hope I hope the offseason is short. I'm with you. A lot of, lot of excitement with the really? Bucks and a lot of other stuff, but uh, <laughs> I'm ready for minicamp. Oh, gosh. Why? <laughs> I mean, really? Oh, my gosh. You're one of those. Okay. <laughs> <One> of those. <laughs> Great to talk to you, Lori. Stay, uh, stay upright today. Take care. Right. Thank you.